0: I didn't want any BS on my body and I wasn't seeing it out there at all. Um, Or if even if it is clean, it's not necessarily like high vibe or exciting, or maybe it reads clean, but the quality once you open up that bottle just isn't there. And, you know, of course it's like, you know, non-tox or whatever, but it's like, there can be such a celebration not just like oh, I got to use something that isn't going to be like chemical or giving, you know, which is important. But like, it can just be so fun to work with these the beautiful gifts and the botanicals that that we get on this amazing planet, and to you know put them together, looking at ancient ways that because uh, you know we've been beautifying ourselves for eons, and there's a lot of um, of good wisdom in in the life that's gone before us.
1: Want to truly be the best parent you can be and help your child thrive after their autism diagnosis? This podcast is for all in parents like you who know more is possible for your child.
2: With each episode, we reveal a secret that empowers you to be the parent your child needs now, saving you time, energy, and money, and helping you focus on what truly matters most, your child. I'm Cass. And I'm Len.
1: Welcome to Autism Parenting Secrets.
2: Hello and welcome to Autism Parenting Secrets. Today, we're focusing on the case for non toxic health and beauty care with our guest, Nadine Artemis. Avoiding toxic products matters so much for you, the parent, your child, and your entire family. Nadine is the author of two books, including Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. She's the creator of Living Libations a luxury line of organic, wild-crafted, non-GMO serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure, botanical, natural health, and beauty products on the planet. Nadine is an innovative aromacologist that formulates immune-enhancing blends. Her healing creations inspire people to rethink conventional notions of beauty and wellness. She's got quite the celebrity following, including Alanis Morissette, who describes Nadine as a true sense visionary. She's been in this arena for decades, opening the first full concept aromatherapy store in North America when she was just 22 years old. We will cover much ground today, and we're so excited to dive into this conversation. Welcome, Nadine.
1: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. When I discovered your products, I was like, yay, someone who's actually really authentic in what they do. I actually spent what over 20 years of my career in the fragrance industry? And so oh, wow. And then it's like, oh, you know, here's the, you know, this line, it's natural. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit, it's natural. Yeah. I'm like, you call like you get so ingrained in like what is perceived as natural versus what really is natural. Um, and it was interesting, like I stopped working when my son got sick, right? So when my son regressed, diagnosed with autism, he also developed. Tremendous allergies, and that made me kind of stop and really think about everything I brought into our house. Right, so whatever surrounds you, whatever touches your skin, whatever goes into your body. And so, having been in that industry, I just started calling BS to stuff because I'm like, "All right, I have a super allergic child. How can I make sure that he's safe?" And so, I started using your reading about your products, and then I was like, "Okay, then trying your products, now loving your products and Thank you so much for bringing such authentic, real, with intention products to market because it's giving consumers a real opportunity to the vitality of what you manifest is just spectacular. So I just have to thank you for what you have out there and what you've been doing for a while. It seems like it must be part of your heart that you've kind of brought to life. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it really does feel that way. And uh,
0: it's really been fun to create this. And also, you know, it was it also came out of like, I didn't want any BS on my body. And I wasn't seeing it out there at all. Um, or if even if it is clean, it's not necessarily like high vibe or exciting, or maybe it reads clean, but the quality, once you open up that bottle just isn't there. and you know, of course, it's like you know, non tox or whatever. But it's like there can be such a celebration—not just like oh, I got to use something that isn't going to be like chemical or giving. You know, which is important. But like, it can just be so fun to work with these the beautiful gifts and the botanicals that that we get on this amazing planet, and to you know, put them together, looking at ancient ways that because uh, you know we've been beautifying ourselves for eons, and there's a lot of um, of good wisdom in in the life that's gone before us.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the wisdom that is embedded into these plants, right? And flowers is just amazing. And you just think about the beauty that you get to kind of combine and that I think you said it so well with that, you know, the energy and the vibration of the mm-hmm. material that you use is really important. And I think A lot of times it's, one, easy for consumers to forget that their skin is their largest organ. And so, and especially what you, you know, so often, you know, I love it because you know, you know, sun products, right, are a great example of like, okay, my kid's going to be outside, I have to slather them. And it's like, well, first of all, no, you don't. Second of all, do you actually know what you're putting on their body? And so often they don't, you know, as an allergy mom, I know everything that goes in on around my child, like I said, but like, thinking about your skin as your largest organ You know, I think one of the things I've heard you say, you know, often when you read is like, you know, the idea of cleansing with oil, right, is probably a really new concept for so many people. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: For sure. Yeah. Cleansing with oil is new for some, but actually totally ancient. And um, in many different cultures, like there was the Turkish baths, and they would use this thing called a stregal, or some cultures would use like you know, um, a smoothed out horn are the guasha that we know of. So, there was this uh, concept of oiling the body and then um, kind of like if you put like a butter knife on your skin, but like reverse, like so the tops, you're just sort of like oiling it in and then cleansing, and the oil picks up what needs to come off the skin, but without, not that we knew about what the microbiome was, although maybe on some level we did back thousands of years ago. Um, But it lifts, it works with the lipid layers, with the sebum. It's very compatible as a cleansing rather than this sudsing and the surfactants, especially the modern surfactants. But I think it's good to just even understand the nature of our skin and how it really connects with the universe. Because Yes, there, there should and there is a focus on the bottles and what's inside of it. But also, like, what's the relationship of our skin to just, like, the outside, the, the whole of the cosmos? And even talking about sun and what we're putting on the sun, but also, like, what is our relationship with the sun? And is our skin supposed to connect with the sun at some point? Or does it, are we just covering it up, you know, let alone with chemicals? Um, and so we really want to just know that, yeah, our skin is our largest organ, our largest organ of elimination. Even though we don't see it, we're like shedding skin all day. Um, I think there's like a, yeah, it's like kind of I can't remember the stat, but when the the amount of cells that come off of you every day can be like weighed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I write about the skin being sort of the moist envelope of our soul. And of course, we don't want to be dousing that with uh, sodium oral sulfate and very, you know, all the thousands of chemicals that are out there that are in bottles in the name of beauty, but also remembering to connect this organ, our skin with fresh air, with like walking through a forest, with getting our feet in the sand on the earth as, you know, whenever we can and having the sun's rays touch our skin unadorned. Um, again, there's going to be times when you need to block that or cover it up, but our skin was designed to be exposed to the sun. The sun and those rays have an intimate connection. Our pores open up to receive those rays. And then when we're, um, getting that sun, we're, starting things that we, you know, that I'm sure we'll be learning about for hundreds of years, but it connects us to our immune system. We generate things like antimicrobial peptides in the gut. Um, So we we also create a a healthy cholesterol sulfate and we generate vitamin D. One of the number one causes of juvenile diabetes is the lack of vitamin D in a mother. So we need those pregnant bellies out in the sun and connecting with that life force. And so our kids need that as well. Um, So I just want to like, you know, like let us open up our understanding of the skin even more. And because we're sheltered, we're in our homes, we've got our clothing on maybe it's polyester clothing and our shoes. And we have to remember to kind of like get outside because it's not really another bottle or cream, or something that's going to make things right, but really connecting to the elements that are here: the sun, the the water. Um, again, you know that could be through bathing or whatever. But maybe sometimes you can jump in the ocean or the lake. Um, fresh air. I think was it was it Roosevelt? Roosevelt. One of the presidents would just like apparently just open up the windows in the Probably winter does. and just sit naked in the sun. You know. So we need those. You know, we need to connect. To that life force, also as parents, because that's what's going to help revive our energy, our souls, our prana, and give us the strength.
1: And I think also that I think you are—you said it with the connectedness, right? So the connectedness to sun, to water, to the elements, but the microbiome of our skin with the microbiomes of the different environments that we can encounter. Yes, such a more robust and vitality, right, for your your own being. But then you also your being affects your child's being. So we're all like you said, that interconnected play between the environments, as well as our skin, as well as our essences, too. Mm -hmm. And we're really like our skin
0: is this tapestry teeming with trillions of microbes. And that's like a whole kind of garden that we're the host of. And a lot of modern, a lot of modern things, including skincare, is dousing that natural the the biome that we don't we you know that like if we can kind of get out of the way, the microbiome is actually our beautician, right? Like having the balanced microbiome is what's going to keep pores cleansed and happy, and you know not getting acne and all of that. But it's uh, we've come out of especially since like the 40s and 50s, since we were just, I guess, as a society really going for it with chemicals. So we've come kind of come out of these decades of this sort of scorched earth policy, you know, whether it's like growing food or dental care or skincare, it's just been like, you know, kill it, <laughs> kill that, you know, the soil or the oral microbiome. And we have to start making choices that are allowing the life force and the, the beneficial bacteria to really
1: thrive. Well, And I I think the fear piece of it too, right? So the fear of wrinkles, the fear of aging, the fear of, I don't know what else, whatever they can come, you know, sunspots, whatever it is. And it's like, you know, it's really interesting um, when you really step back and think about it, because you then like you, someone will stay sheltered, they'll stay protected, they won't go, they won't really connect with things around them or outside, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because they're scared of what the consequences may be. And I think there's
0: such opportunity. I think, yeah, that that's the chemicals that are really actually, I think, aging us or, um, you know, it could be like a hormonal, like a birth control supplement, eating with eating Missoula oil, that's actually giving you the melasma and the hyperpigmentation, or like, you know, putting chemicals on your body and then lying in the sun having those chemicals bake in
1: right so there's a lot of freedom
0: when you kind of just start seeing it in other ways
1: and as you were exploring and diving into this was there something that was kind of your inspiration or was it just you know your love of nature that kind of got you really exploring to create what you've created for um all of us yeah it's
0: pretty simple. It's not like I had a big, like sort of aha moment, but I was really steeped in nature as, as a kid, like a little kid, and then kind of a classic teen, you know, and my, I was like the youngest. And so my bathroom was filled of like hand-me-down bottles of bottles of everything. And I like to mix those bottles. And so there's like a few teen years where it was sort of peak chemical. <laughs> um, but I love mixing and stuff. And then um, when I was 18, I was skipping college and I was watching uh, like a show and they were talking about, you know, like food and connecting to like pesticides and chemicals and growing practices. And then like, I, and I would walk by this health food store every day it was just in a little house it was called grains and beans and things and then i would you know i got books in there and one of these books i got was like about i can't remember the name but it was about it was really thick and it was like how to read labels at the supermarket and it was so educational and like then just seeing like you know all brand was basically made out of cardboard you know or like where secondary ingredients wouldn't come on the label and then it just like just really took me a moment and i was just like then looking at like my skincare which was you know I don't think it matters, but it was like body shop, and and I was like, oh my god, this is like as I just I just felt like I knew how to read a label. Like whereas in my teens, I felt like you just accept what all those words are in the back. You don't know how anything's made or where it comes from. Oh yeah. And a grade nine I had done, I had gotten to know essential oils because I'd read this book on how they used to make perfume. So I made perfume out of essential oils for a science fair project, but then kind of forgot about them. But then having this moment of like, oh my God, like, you know, the, the fuzzy peach body oil has never been seen a peach and the cucumber face has never seen a cucumber. So then I just started, like, literally in that moment, and also being bored with school, of like making everything. And I was so excited because I was making my own food and I was making my own cosmetics
1: and skincare. And it grew out of that, and I never looked back. That's that's a nice one to make it all the perfumes, lip balm. Yeah, and when you there is such a connection. One, what goes in, right? So the food that you're eating matters. What are those ingredients and hidden ingredients that no one really tells you about, but you kind of do hmm. it? And thinking about then, like, okay, what goes on my body? I remember I worked with um, a crazy R and D guy who used to actually before he would put an ingredient in a product, he would eat it. And you're I would wrong. say Ew, gross, but like, yeah. that was his thing. But thinking it, but it made me think about ingredients in a different way, because it's like, okay, if you can, you know, eat it, right? Like thinking about, you know, it's almost food for your body, you know, what, yeah. It because yeah. Of, yeah, if it's, you know, safe, right. For that, you can eat it and then put it on. Um, there was, you know. We kind of think like, yeah, like, like if it's going
0: on our skin, it's like not really going in, but it's fully going in. And then it doesn't have, you know, the digestive tract or the kidneys or the liver to filter it. Right. So apparently, you know, having a shower, just like out of normal tap water with chlorine, you're getting more chlorine in you than drinking, that like drinking a glass of that water so it it is really going in back when i was realizing that too about cosmetics and just putting it all together i was also super curious because i found even growing up like if you had like little ailments sort of like a headache a stomach ache or a you know just the, the things that happen all day long um to everybody there was like a going to a doctor just generally wasn't satisfying to solve any of that stuff. And then being at that health food store and all the books I got, I was just seeing all these ways that we could like, Oh, oral care, eczema, headaches. Oh, headaches are coming probably from a constipation or like blackheads are from constipation too, sort of putting this all together. And then not just creating skincare, but then creating things that could like be solutions for these things that kind of like, where like just little things that can kind of get to us. So, you know, how do we solve like varicose veins or eczema or what happens with a bruise? Or can you do something with a headache? And what do you know? You can do all kinds of things, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you have any favorite kind of go-tos or products, especially for the parents listening? I think probably anxiety is high for them. I think things like eczema are absolutely, because so many people have Mm. undiagnosed allergies, but do you have any favorite things to share one thing that's coming
0: to mind is uh this thing we have called peppermint pal um, which is super concentrated peppermint with some other things that is very anti-inflammatory but you could also like organic peppermint essential oil is amazing and you could put like two drops on your temples or the base of your neck very very much helps again it's not going to maybe help every single headache but it can help a lot of them Um, or the peppermint pal you can like if you get a mosquito bite or if there's any just sort of or a bruise Because peppermint's hematoic, so it means like it sends away the blood from the site because it's sort sort of gathering. uh, If you have a bruise and or scars, or you know, yes, and I mean eczema, just will really just like you know, not using the soaps, washing and cleansing with oil is you that can sometimes be enough. Now, of course, I'm always like you know, if somebody has like cystic acne or eczema, I am always thinking on the deeper levels. However, it's amazing what can be done with just switching up the skincare sometimes, which is actually really easy because making dietary changes is harder and can be tough. But when you can get the results from an easy swap like that, it can be very encouraging. And then sometimes that's enough to give you energy, you know, to to tackle something else in your life, which is kind of liberating.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like that first step. It's like, okay, I can switch what you know, product I'm using on my face, but then a second step, wait, it did that. What if I changed, you know, the food I'm eating, or what if I really looked at some of these other items, what the impact might be? Um, Yes. And I do have to say for skin things and eczema and stuff in
0: general, um, you know, going low oxalate, which is, you know, this isn't necessarily like, obviously not to do with skincare, but it's so helpful. And then, um, Especially, I think, for, for kids on the spectrum, really looking at the research with oxalates, going low oxalate, and then what's key for helping the oxalates and to help get what was stored in our tissues out of our body. Um, for example, 85% of people over 50, have th- their, they have tons of oxalates in their thyroid which can really be a root cause for many things. And especially with kidney function as well. You know, you may have heard of kidney stones, which come from oxalates, but really so many autoimmune diseases have that connection. And then whatever your Achilles heel is how it's going to come out for you. So whether that's arthritis, eczema, that kind of thing. Um, But the key thing there is to include the minerals that help to chelate. I mean, that helps to balance that because the thing with the oxalates is that they're robbing our bones of the nutrients. So things like potassium, the citrate ones. So potassium citrate, calcium citrate, magnesium citrate, and like a B1. And though that's very good route for really, I would, you know, you could start there for a kind of any dietary dysbiosis.
1: Right, right. And making sure that crappy oils, like refined oils and things. Are... Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, we could yeah, go on and on for
0: <laughs> but, but the thing I find that key because so many of us you know, I'd say in the past 30 years, there's been so much awareness of like, eat your vegetables. And then we have a lot of new foods that we have like, like in the sixties, we weren't eating like almonds and chia seeds to the extent that we were now are now. Um, so it's kind of new to our bodies this much in the high oxalate foods. And we're not eating season- seasonality anymore. So maybe we're getting more oxalates in the summer eating berries, but then we had a break all winter Right. And yeah, so that's
1: pretty key. Yeah. And I also often food's one of my favorite things to talk about. Like I have yeah. so many stinking allergies that I'm like, all right, you know what? I can make anything out of any, like let's it. Do this, but there's so many parents who like, okay, well, my kid eats spinach every day. I'm like, well, spinach is a high oxalate. food. Yeah. Congratulations that they're eating green, but what if you switched it out with collards or what if you switched it out with, you know, bok choy or what if you switched it out with like arugula like there's like yeah but then that rotation piece too because if you get stuck like you said because food has changed so much where you can get any time of year versus all at least when I was growing up like we, you know, it's easy to kind of keep with these mono diets versus kind of like, okay, what is that diversity? My microbiome needs. And if I'm eating too much of a few things, like high oxalate or high histamine foods, yep. could that impact be for my health, my child's health too. Um, and especially in the autism space where we have a lot of selective or picky eaters. Yeah. Uh, and I think you said it before too, which I love for any parent who's you know pregnant or thinking about having another child. You know, you said low vitamin D is tied to uh, type two diabetes, autism. Also, there is a factor of low vitamin D with autism. So that I love you know get your pregnant bellies outside, yeah, <laughs> harnessing the sun. Um, in your book, you actually have um, a nice which I love this book, Renegade Beauty, some for, you know, expecting mothers like essential oils that are really beneficial.
0: Yeah. So that, I mean, really um, we have such a good track record with just no stretch marks with uh, just, you know, the protocols in the book, but just even using like one of the best skin ever's get that on your belly. We've even had women that have done like left one breast without moisture and then the other and they get like stretch marks on one breast so you don't have to do that to
1: experiment right know that
0: others have so <laughs> yes exactly
1: <laughs> oh man that is great um len do you have any questions because i know i haven't let you ask oh <laughs> no I'm,
2: I'm loving i am loving this conversation though. there's so much that i, I, I want to uh, uh, comment on uh, but i think continuing with cass's question about you know kind of products that you're pretty Particularly excited about with art with the who yeah. for our listeners. One, I just want to go back to the oxalate question. In yeah. Tr- in terms of okay, so I think parents, if you're familiar with oxalates, particularly if you've done an organic acids test, and you know that that might be something that's um, uh, a ch- an opportunity for your child in terms of having a low oxalate diet. What else would you suggest that a parent can do other than diet and not eating spinach and not eating high oxalate foods? Is there a way with um, whether it's essential oils or uh, other products of yours that can help escort oxalates out or just kind of just create an environment where they're less of an issue?
0: Well, one thing you're making me think of is like with high oxalates and oral care. So with high oxalates, then the mouth kind of becomes this like tartar producing factory. And so oral care becomes more difficult and, you know, uh, plaque is one thing, but then when it builds up and becomes tartar, like your toothbrush isn't going to be removing that. And, you know, oral care protocols can be hard for any child because <laughs> it's kind of like hurting chipmunks to, you know, get the, get the teeth clean. And so going low oxalate really helps, but also, you know, bringing in those minerals so that um, the, so yeah, when we're eating high oxalates, the minerals aren't kind of staying in our bones and then they're coming especially behind the front teeth where there's some some glands. So for oral care, it's also key to go low oxalate or get those minerals in to help and then doing some oral care tips like, you know, swishing, we have swishing serums which is kind of like a, a really upgraded oil pulling. You can also just kind of everything we're doing, you can always find a simple version like for oil cleansing. You don't have to necessarily get like a beskin ever, but if you just got like organic jojoba or like a true, beautiful bottle of uh, organic olive oil, I mean, that could last you a year for oil cleansing. So there's simple ways. And for oral care, if you have like sea salt, some oil, apple cider vinegar and baking soda, I mean, that you can be, again, Fresh, like that's like you know budget on that that you could buy enough that would last you again for a few years for the whole family so baking soda is great because it's very alkalinizing and then there's a fun trick that was created by uh dr paul Keyes, who was a parent like a, a gum surgeon and for um he wanted to help people prevent having those gum surgeries because they don't they just it's kind of like a band-aid because you're doing the surgery for the gum but you haven't taking care of the root issue. So most people find five, 10 years down the road, they've got still a receding gum line in that area. So if you you brush the teeth, but then you coat it in baking soda, and then you just take a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and you pop that in your mouth, you get this like full science experiment of like foaming and it's lifting and it does help with the um, plaque and tartar along the gum line. It lifts that out and it's fun for kids it's super effective. And if you try it, I'm sure you'll find like your, your teeth are like, it feels like you've just left the hygienist. They get so, so clean. Um, so those, and then the swishing serums are great. Or again, you can just use like, uh, an MCT oil, a coconut oil an olive oil. And it's just a teaspoon in your mouth and you're swishing and you can try and do that for like five to 15 minutes. And then it's pulling stuff out of the gums. And that's a really good way to also take care of the teeth. Cause also with kids, it's just hard that you don't, they're not brushing every crevice. So you kind of need these like whole mouth things that can kind of take care of things in one fell swoop. And And then we also have the dental serums, which you can use along the gum line.
1: And especially for a lot of our, a lot of children with autism have sensory issues. um, And Mm. so, the mouth I know for years was kind of really a challenge with our son. Um, so at times, you know, I would just use something like baking soda just to try to get something in there. Yeah. Um, one that I also knew wasn't going to do him any harm, but like I yeah. parents to realize, Hey, with conventional toothpaste, a lot of times they have extra things in there like fluoride, which can Princess have sand. Right. Food dye. Like they have. Right. So, this is where, and if your child is not a good spitter and they're swallowing any of this, they're actually consuming more chemicals than you probably want them to. And so, paying attention to what that oral care element is for them is so important, especially when you have a really sensitive child, right? I look totally. at diagnoses as, as really sensitive beings. Maybe it's my lens just because God gave me the one of the most sensitive beings on the planet. But like, it's really important to kind of really think about all of these touch points that our yeah. kids interact with products and thinking about, okay, I haven't looked at this. Yes, they're not swallowing well. Yes, I want to brush their teeth. Yes, this is what the dentist gave me. But hey, you know what? What might be some of those downstream consequences from this and how can I make better choices? Um,
0: yeah, literally downstream in the body and on the back of the tube, it might say maybe harmful if swallowed,
2: right? Yeah. Well,
0: so you want to use substances that like, if they did swallow it, it's like totally fine,
1: you right. know? Which is also another, like, I... When I discovered your line, I was so excited because a lot of times when you look up products, you know, I always like to go into search mode and then Google dangers of something. Yeah like it's really important. Like you can be like, Hey, it's on the market. It must be safe. They sell it X, Y, and Z versus let me just check those ingredients for myself. And when you, you know, check some of those MSDSs and reports and you're just like, wait a second, you know, known to clean machinery. I don't yeah. need any material that's cleaning machinery to go into my body. Right. Totally. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So- well, can, can we talk about that just for a second in terms of the label? Because I'm just saying, a, a typical parent might not ever get to the back where it says "do not ingest," right? But they will look at the front, and they'll, it'll be green labels, say "natural." It'll it'll be super healthy looking, but you know, in terms of the greenwashing that's done in terms mm-hmm. of products that are out there, whether it's oral care or health and beauty, and, and I have to comment that I can't tell you how many products or companies I've sent over to cast saying hey what do you think of this and she shoots everyone down i think with joy until yeah, yours popped fun. up well, like until yours fun. popped up and she's like holy shit yeah. you know so so i just want to you know again my hat's off to you that you passed a really high bar and I and, and i just want for the listeners it, you know marketing is a game and things will appear to be healthy safe and you really have to do that extra diligence to be like okay what exactly is in here and even if you see the ingredients knowing how to translate what something means and the fact that natural means nothing uh, and, and all of those kind of things are just not obvious to people so uh so even the-
0: organic in skincare um it, you, you only have to have 70 to 80% organic ingredients mm-hmm. and, and- usually water What's that? yeah? If there's a water, but it's like water. a herb. It's kind of like a herbal water, kind of like making chamomile tea with a, a chamomile tea bag, and then being like, oh, it's organic, like chamomile, and that. And then obviously, a lotion can be literally sixty to 70 percent water. So there's all that, and then if you look at the list of like over a hundred things that can go in there, the way that they're refined, folded, refractionated, and even you can even have methylparaben in there because it's only under in at one percent. It's like Those standards just don't cut it. I mean, we look for we we do get organic, but we're looking at the single raw material, not like again the certification for an organic beauty product, which has
1: all these rules that are just games. It's just games. Well, it's just games, and it's you know, and it's the same thing. And that for the listeners, like food's the same thing as kind of beauty in a way. And I remember you know feeling really good about buying like baby organic baby carrots right oh yeah (laughs) like wait a second what are they washed in yeah what were they bathing in (laughs) I made it uh, with the kids and I made a snowman one year and four (laughs) months later I found the organic carrots in my yard not rotted which I'm Oh. oh there's something nasty here which fine I peel our carrots right like just because yeah yeah but like it's like when you start peeling back layers, you peel them back on anything that kind of, like I said, in, on and around the body. The one thing we, we haven't really covered yet, which I think is important, um, essential oils. And one way that you can use essential oils is diffusion. Cause yes. I think a lot of times with air care, people just will put, you know, they'll burn a candle, they'll plug something in. But, you know, the power of essential oils in to kind of really help um, uh, revitalize or vitalize your health or keep you healthy is such an important opportunity uh, for parents to think about, you know, even while they're sleeping, even while they are sleeping, but diffusing, you know, organic essential oils or essential oil blends, making sure you've read all the ingredients. It's beautiful because you can create like an ambience
0: and then besides just like the ambience and, oh, that smells good and Like relaxing, you're actually like helping the air. Um, Many essential oils, like literally just kill airborne bacteria to varying degrees. And then you, and then also it's not like a detriment to your health, like putting in a Glade air freshener. And then I've just even seen, um, you know, obviously when Leaf was way younger and teething moments because the immune system can often kind of get a hit when the child is teething and you may not see it yet. Cause like first the fever and the stuff comes in, you don't know what's going on. Then two or three weeks later, there's a tooth. Um, and that can often bring on a cold stuffy noses, that kind of thing. And I just, so many nights, I would just see the difference of like, you know, struggle, you know, the sleep struggle cause they can't breathe and then putting on the diffuser, sleeping all night, diffuser goes off, you know, can't breathe all of a sudden, you know, and it's just like, wow. It's just such a, a, such a great tool. We also have these things called salt inhalers and uh, there's salt inside. It's like a ceramic kind of pipe and you put essential oils in there and you can either inhale through the mouth or to kind of do this nostril breathing. And that's, that's fun and really clears the passageways and can be a fun thing. Like for a kid to kind of play around with and uh, you know, they might get bored of it,
1: but it definitely can shift breathing and shift the, the nervous system. Do you have a few essential oil blends, especially for immunity for some listeners? Yeah,
0: that Yeah. we've got um, our Immunolume, um, which is just all those great leafy aromatics that are very, you know, clearing to the sinuses. We've got like Bedtime Story Blend. There's a Sweet Sleep Serum that uh, you know we've had for over 20 years and are just well loved there's other ones oh there's a deep breathing oil so and those like made for diffusion or you can put a couple drops in your mop water drop in the bath you know drop of lavender or frankincense in the bath before bed adding some epsom salts magnesium flakes or even a touch of baking soda is really nice in the bath so there's so many ways just like a couple of drops of an oil can just like you know, add some benevolence to to your
1: life. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what that baking soda, magnesium, Epsom salt baths can do with the right essential oils. Mm. Um, my daughter had a school trip uh what two weeks ago and the hotel they stayed in had a mall. Oh. So oh, I know they had to Uber-eat her uh an diffuser and some tea tree oil just to- <laughs> just to get through. To get through but it's amazing like when your kids are used to something and they can pr- help you problem solve but it's like yeah, yeah that's fun too, right so you know,
0: oh, there's of- even like little ozone plugins now yep. could you know yep. we, we put those in hotel rooms i even bring a shower filter like i do not mm. i don't have i'm not showering <laughs> well which is smart do you have a shower filter you recommend you know, I don't per se, because it's just sort of something we do for the travel, but I do feel like it's pretty easy now on Amazon. There's a lot of options. There's even ones that kind of vortex the water, like anywhere, you know, from like $25 to like $50 so it's like can get you a good one. And you can just bring a little wrench, and <laughs> change uh, change it at the hotel, put it back when you're done.
2: <laughs> but the fact that you do that, I think, is, is worth just focusing on for a second, because it, it the skin is your largest organ, like we talked about earlier. And it's it's not a small thing, especially if you're in a hotel and God knows what's in the water, you know, with the pipes, how old the hotel is and all that. So it may sound extreme that maybe you're walking <laughs> around with a wrench and a, and a shower head, but, but truly, you know, uh, hotel environments can be really toxic, whether it's the water or mm-hmm. what the TMF levels and i i bring my meters and i'm moving the position of the bed and doing what i can so yeah it may like, it may seem like overreacting but again the more defense you can play the better
0: yeah the you gotta to stack to the odds in your favor you know yeah. as much as possible i do not engage with municipal tap water anywhere
2: <laughs> you, d- you divorced municipal tackle yes. for a long time also
0: too. just like Yeah, like it's, I mean, I wrote about it in Renegade Beauty, but like I saw just last month, just a full article, like what's in the tap water in like just normal news outlet. Um, And it's everything I was saying or like, you know, and other people have been saying but hormones, uh, you know, from from pharmaceuticals, antibiotics, cocaine, you know,
1: like, no, I remember that's and it's sewage water being cleaned. no. We were we were traveling to Florida and we had been warned that this one area right had really bad water and we yeah. had with um an aqua true purify like water filter and it was crazy the water before you filtered it was almost like gray and oh. then when it came out it was clear but it was like so disgusting so it sounds like you know
0: of a good water filter
1: yeah the aqua it's it's bigger than what you you know want you, you would have to right. take case right so let's <laughs> okay oh, okay when you drive it's no problem like you just add something yeah. else into the car yeah, exactly um, and that's where like our travel containers are much oh yeah we, we can get it. ridiculous too but I find it fun like I'm just, I'm just like hey you know it's like how do you set everyone up for success because like exactly don't do this then you know there will be downstream consequences, which we're trying to kind of keep everyone moving forward um, instead of backwards.
2: I'm really glad we covered some suggestions with sleep earlier, because I think the one common element for the parents who are listening as well as their child is that both are kind of in fight or flight where, you know, and so I think our parents are always looking for ideas. How can I create a more calming environment, both for myself and my child? So the suggestions you were giving you know, with, um, with, with sleep and a bath or a key. Is there anything else top of mind that can just it, within the household create a better sense of calm for everybody?
1: Hmm.
0: I think just thinking of the elements, you know, so you got air, uh, which also involves like cleaning. So using good cleaning things. And then, um, Oh gosh, there's so many air. Yeah. The air is so key. Cause what if it's moldy, right? Like that is such a hidden danger. Um, Bathing. And then, yeah, anything that you're doing on a daily level, like how can that sort of be upgraded or or work more in your favor? So, again, like, you know, not putting on toxins and then like you could go to an olive oil or a jojoba, but then you could also like or adding some essential oils to that. And then all of a sudden, like you're literally um, not just moisturizing your skin, but working with your immune
1: system. And you got to do it anyway. Right. So, (laughs) Len, I also think it's sending, you know, this is something that we've done for years, but like also saying goodnight to your body parts right? Mm, so yeah, love light to the different parts of you. So we used to do I s- used to sing it, right. And I would nice. do the outside of the body. And then I would do the inside of the body. And like with the kids, I'd get like, okay, good night to the viruses and bacteria and par- like <laughs> parasites, like you say good night to everything, because we're yeah. a microbiome of made up of many different things. Um, and it kind of reminds me a little bit like, your invitation to illumination Mm. having your book was so beautiful um, with, you know, I appreciate my spirit that brings beauty into my being. So, and, you know, as how it starts, but really acknowledging all parts. So for your child, but also for the parent themselves, I think is a powerful Ah. to start their day with appreciation, but also end their day, which can also maybe help you sleep better and kind of let go of what might have transpired um, before. I think that's great. I mean, yeah, if we can have moments in the day,
0: which is great to do the ending in the beginning, or even if for one minute you are containing those positive thoughts or the being in that gratitude, it is very, it's, you know, it really shifts things.
2: Yeah. Yep. It's all about kind of connecting and, and grounding and 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 everyone in the family can benefit from that and uh, you know again mm-hmm. just going back to all the work you've done i mean you were here doing this type of work well before it became trendy so it must be very <laughs> gratifying for you now to see oh my goodness people are finally you know are paying more attention and there's a lot of players out there but again i think you've held true with genuine authentic products and and so from that standpoint yeah just um I really appreciate what you're putting out and, uh, and yeah, we'll include in show notes, you know, living libations. There's so many different, um, items there that could benefit people. So, uh, please definitely go there. And, uh, and again, just really excited, um, to be having this conversation with you today.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Want to discover your top autism parenting blind spot? Take our free quiz today. Go to allinparent.com slash go.